Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight's search and rescue efforts resume in Florida after a day of danger and waiting. Could the rest of the Surfside condo building fall? President Biden pays his respects to the missing, visiting with families and emergency workers in Florida. Our message today is that we're here for you as one nation, as one nation. Plus, new video from right before the building collapsed. Could it be a clue to what happened? Trump organization charged the former president's company and chief financial officer accused of a 16-year tax evasion scheme. Could Alan Weisselberg turn on Donald Trump? Deadly heat, hundreds of deaths may be linked to the historic heat wave out west. ER doctors forced to pack patients in ice. Tropical storm Elsa moving rapidly. The whole state of Florida currently in its path. Supreme Court weighs in what it means for new voting laws. COVID spike, new cases are up by 10%. Plus, time is running out for parents to get their kids vaccinated before the start of the school year. Blown to bits. What happened when a fireworks bust went horribly wrong? Remembering Diana, what made Princes William and Harry put aside their differences, at least for what would have been their mom's 60th birthday? And the inspiring story tonight of a custodian who ended up teaching everyone in the school a lesson. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news in Surfside, Florida, where some rescue efforts are back underway after they were called off over fears that what's left of that collapsed condo complex could cave in. Search crews made the decision to suspend the search overnight after discovering that part of the building had shifted as much as a foot. President Biden, who visited with families affected by the disaster today, says they are going through hell. And then he told the families that federal engineers are working to ensure that it is safe for the full search to resume. Mr. Biden spent much of the day meeting with first responders, officials and family members, telling them that he understands from personal experience the difficulty of not knowing what happened to their loved ones. The president says he is ordering a federal probe into what caused the building to fold in on itself early Thursday. Day. And tonight there are new clues that are emerging that could help in the investigation. Take a look at this, this video that shows water pouring out of the garage ceiling moments before the building fell. And eyewitnesses say they saw the pool deck collapse as they were escaping. CBS's Omar Villafranca is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Surfside. Good evening, Omar. Good evening, Nora. This is the first time that we've seen the cranes back at work since the search and rescue operation was stopped earlier this morning. And just a few minutes ago, we received official word that day eight of the rescue mission has resumed. A setback today in Surfside as crews were forced to suspend search and rescue operations for more than 15 hours. Our monitors went off uh, when we're monitoring the cracks. We had three uh, that signaled there. There was some expansion or whichever with those cracks. Engineers detected a large column in the portion of the building still standing moved 6 to 12 inches. First responders scrambled out of the area after there were reports of cracking sounds. Some feared that the building could come crashing down. It was a blow to family members of the victims. The rescuers working on the pile have seen the families come to the site. They've seen them looking at them and yelling out their family members' names. This new video was taken just minutes before the deadly collapse. It showed water pouring into the garage and debris littering the floor. It is unclear if this contributed to the collapse. If the water gets all the way through, that isn't that much of a problem. If the water gets trapped in there, that's when it could be a problem. President Biden and the First Lady came to Surfside to thank first responders for their tireless work. He sat with survivors and consoled relatives of those who died and those still missing. It's bad enough to lose somebody, but the hard part, the really hard part, is to not know whether they're surviving or not, just not have any idea. When the accident took my wife and my family, the hardest part was, were my boys going to get out? Are they going to make it? Biden also pledged the federal government would cover 100% of the search and rescue cost for the first 30 days. There was more heartbreak on Wednesday. 10-year-old Lucia Wara and her sister, 4-year-old Emma, along with their mother, Anneli, were identified as the latest victims pulled from the rubble. Their father, Marcus, was recovered earlier in the week. He had a very magnetic personality. I, I can't remember a time where he was mean spirited. He was always the type of person that was trying to be helpful and uh, friendly and keeping it light. Another concern for crews here, the weather. There are two systems that are churning in the Atlantic that people are really keeping an eye on. And if they turn into a hurricane, they could affect the efforts here. Nora. Oh, Marvia Franca, thank you.
Well, tonight, the Trump Organization and its longtime finance chief are under indictment in New York, accused of scheming to avoid state and city taxes. The former president is not charged, but his defense team believes he's the ultimate target. CBS's Jeff Pegues has new details. Tonight, stunning charges leveled against the former president's company and its longtime CFO, Alan Weisselberg, who surrendered to authorities in New York City this morning. Prosecutors say that for at least 15 years, the Trump Organization paid top executives off the books, calling it a sweeping and audacious illegal payment scheme. Weisselberg himself, they said, avoided paying taxes on $1.7 million, used company money for apartments, private school tuition, and luxury cars, all of it adding up to 15 counts. The Trump Organization called it a political play with a bigger target in mind. You think the real target here is former President Trump? Given the nature and the unprecedented nature of these charges, that certainly um, that's the reason they were brought, okay? If the name of the company was something else, I don't think these charges would have been brought. Weiselberg, who pled not guilty, has worked for the family for almost 50 years, but now he's under pressure to flip. This is a man in his 70s. If he looks at Michael Cohen and look what happened to him in terms of imprisonment, when they put the cuffs on you, as they did today at the courthouse, you may have quite a change of mindset. Weisselberg's former daughter-in-law is cooperating with prosecutors and willingly turned over boxes of documents. So there was a lot happening off the books. 80%, yeah. 80%? Mm -hmm. And why do you think that was happening off the books? Because Alan's worth is to save Donald money. Weisselberg surrendered his passport today and he was released on his own recognizance with the prospect of potentially facing a decades-long prison term hanging over his head. Nora, this is still the possibility that the former president could be charged in connection with this case. The grand jury in the case is going to be active through November. Nora. All right, Jeff Begays, thank you. Well, tonight, the death toll is rising from that historic heat wave broiling the West, and it's fueling a wave of dangerous wildfires. Here's CBS's Lilia Luciano. As the historic heat continues, the death toll is soaring. <laughs> Nearly 100 deaths have been confirmed so far in the Western U.S. I worried that people were just going to think of it as a, as a nuisance, but it really has been like threatening. In Canada, nearly 500 sudden deaths have been reported in British Columbia alone during the heat wave. Officials believe the increase in fatalities is likely linked to the extreme weather. Wildfires forced the town of Lytton, Canada to evacuate. It's about to get everyone that's stuck on that side of the mountain. Temperatures there had hit a record 121 degrees. Flames burnt 90% of the town. In the U.S., the heat is fueling 44 large fires across nearly a dozen states. The scorching temperatures in the Pacific Northwest have moved inland as doctors try to keep up with the emergency. We saw folks who were arriving with heat stroke who had to emergently be rapidly cooled, packed in ice in order to get their bodies' temperatures down. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. And tonight, concerns about farm workers who have worked in excessive heat for days. It's never been like this. On Saturday, a farm worker collapsed and died at work 
It was more than 100 degrees at the time. And here in Spokane, at this hospital alone, heat-related admissions have gone up 15%. And Nora, most of those people are between the ages of 20 and 40. Hmm. Lilia Luciano, thank you so much. We're going to turn now to that tropical storm that could hamper the search and rescue efforts down in Surfside. Tonight, most of Florida is in the path of Elsa, which could hit the U.S. as early as Tuesday. Right now, the storm is headed towards the Caribbean and expected to gain strength before hitting Cuba this weekend. All right, tonight the CDC is warning that new COVID cases in the U.S. have jumped by more than 10% since last week. That dangerous Delta variant accounts for about one in four of those new cases. Well, CBS's David Begno reports tonight from Arkansas. The rising numbers are driven in part by spikes in new cases across the South. Arkansas just saw its highest one-day spike since February. People who are unvaccinated are at significant risk of a virus that spreads so efficiently. With that Delta variant now present in all 50 states, Dr. Anthony Fauci says it is highly contagious for parents and their children. Please get vaccinated because we have a highly effective countermeasure against this Delta variant. Nationwide, barely one in five 12 to 15 year olds are fully vaccinated. And with school in some states opening next month, this week marks the critical deadline for parents to vaccinate their eligible kids. It takes five weeks to be fully vaccinated with Pfizer shot, and that is the only one authorized for people as young as 12. If we, you know, want to end this pandemic, the children need to get vaccinated also. Nico and Sofia Chavez are part of a Pfizer trial that's testing the vaccine on children 5 to 11. That's it. That's it. People say, well, the children don't get that sick. They don't, they're not as infectious as others. But in fact, this disease has caused more deaths in children than the flu does. Here in Calhoun County, Arkansas, the vaccination rate is among the lowest in the state. Victoria Carmier works at the town feed store and says she's had people buying a gel meant for deworming horses that they're using to treat COVID. So they'll take a horse gel. Yes, but and put it on a cracker. And put it on a cracker, but they won't take a vaccine that's undergone clinical trials. Right, ain't that crazy? She's talking about ivermectin. It's meant for horses, not humans. But a lot of humans have tried it, and they've wound up in the hospital. Ivermectin is not approved to treat COVID. So the FDA warns, don't do it. Nora? Just incredible. David Begno, thank you. Well, the Supreme Court ended its term today with a major decision on voting rights. The justices upheld voting restrictions in Arizona, and their decision could have a profound effect in a number of states. Here's CBS's Jan Crawford. It was seen as an important test for new restrictions on voting. Arizona provisions on the books for years that kick out votes cast in the wrong precinct and ban so-called ballot harvesting, where third parties other than family collect and turn in absentee ballots. Neither provision, the court said in a 6-3 vote along ideological lines, violated the Voting Rights Act because they were not enacted with a racially discriminatory purpose and states have a legitimate interest in preventing fraud. That's something Arizona Attorney General Mark Bronovich argued. We want to make sure that everyone has the ability and the right to exercise the franchise, but we also want to make sure that everyone has uh, confidence in the process and they respect the results. And that's what these laws are designed to do. But liberal justices said the decision undermines the Voting Rights Act because laws like Arizona's can be a barrier to minority voting. 
In a statement, President Biden said he was deeply disappointed in the decision and called on Congress to pass new legislation. At the same time, his Justice Department is suing one state, Georgia, saying its new voting law intentionally discriminates against black voters. The decision today may make that lawsuit more difficult. And as states pass more restrictive voting laws, the message from the justices is clear. This is another sign from the Supreme Court that these are going to be quintessential political judgments left to the political branches of the states. It's going to be increasingly difficult to challenge them in court. Now, on this last day of the Supreme Court's term, no word from Justice Stephen Breyer, who, of course, progressives have been pushing to retire so that President Biden can nominate his replacement. But, you know, he is in really good health. He's active and he plays such an important role on this court. I think at this point, a retirement, Nora, would come as a surprise. All right, Jan Crawford at the Supreme Court. Thank you. Well, tonight, the political fight over the Capitol insurrection has reached a new level with a surprise appointment by the House Speaker and a reported threat from the House Republican leader. CBS's Nicole Killian reports from the Capitol. Less than 24 hours after an emotional vote witnessed by officers who were on the front lines January 6th, Speaker Pelosi unveiled her picks to serve on a newly created select committee to probe the attack. The next step for us has always been to spot, seek and to find the truth. A surprise pick to join Democrats on the panel, Republican Liz Cheney, who voted to impeach former President Trump and was removed from party leadership earlier this year. I was shocked that she would accept something from Speaker Pelosi. It would seem to me, since I didn't hear from her, maybe she's closer to her than us. I don't know. Minority leader Kevin McCarthy denied threatening fellow Republicans that he would pull their committee assignments if they served on the panel. Cheney said she wasn't concerned. I have not been, uh, but again, uh, my oath, my duty, all of our, our oaths uh, and our duty is to the Constitution, uh, and, uh, and that will always be above politics. Later, McCarthy would not say when he plans to name his picks for the panel, but Speaker Pelosi indicated the committee is ready to move forward with or without those Republicans. Nora? Nicole Killian, thanks so much. Tonight, officials in Los Angeles are investigating a homemade fireworks explosion that injured 17 people. Police found improvised explosives inside a home, along with tons of commercial-grade fireworks. When officials tried to destroy them in an armored truck, the whole thing exploded, damaging nearby homes and cars. All right, Britain's Prince William and Harry put aside their differences today and came together as a statue was dedicated to their mother, Princess Diana, on what would have been her 60th birthday. The brothers said every day we wish she were still with us and hope the statue serves as a symbol of their mother's legacy. All right, tonight some news. The space rivalry is heating up. Richard Branson says he'll fly on the first fully crewed Virgin Galactic mission as soon as July 11th, while Jeff Bezos plans to fly aboard his new Shepard spacecraft on the 20th. Today, Bezos said Wally Funk will join him. In the 1960s, Funk was one of 13 women trained by NASA who never flew. Well, now 82, guess what? She's going to space. How about that? Okay, it is never too late to get a fresh start. CBS's Mark Strassman has a lesson in following your dreams. School custodian Tylan Bailey has polished these floors the last 23 years. Now it's his turn to shine. 
I want to pursue my dream of being a teacher. Your dream was to be in the classroom? Always. Always, always, always wanted to be in the classroom. With only a high school degree and about to turn 40, he enrolled at Georgia State with students half his age. Did that hit you? I'll hear their conversations like, yeah, that's, that's not what I talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey worked days at Hightower Elementary and nights on his homework next to his own four kids. In May, he graduated from college in three and a half years. I had a Kool-Aid smile. <laughs> I, 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 did, I had a Kool-Aid smile. Hightower Elementary had him address its fifth grade graduates. Always keep your head up no matter what happens. My message was just be more in life. You just can't sit and wait for the blessing to come to you. I had to go to school to do it, so I always tell them, meet your blessing halfway. This is your idea of a dream classroom. Oh, this is the dream classroom. This fall, he'll start teaching phys ed. You don't get a classroom this size. <laughs> Daring to be more. That's Tylen Bailey's real sparkle. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Doraville, Georgia. Meet your blessing halfway. Tonight, we invite you to join CBS News for our special report, Surfside Collapse, a search for answers. That's at 8, 7 central on CBSN. And if you can't watch the evening news, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.